Hello and welcome to Downtime Podcast, episode 161 with Elisa and Jeremy. How's it going, Elisa? Just another day. Just keep on keeping on. How are you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. It's, um, it's, uh, you know, the start of the week for us. We're recording this on a Monday. It's kind of unusual, but at the same time, it um, it's good to be here talking about video games. Oh, yeah. Speaking I'm of a little bit low games. energy today. Oh, what did you say? Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm a little sorry. We're totally talking over each other. <laughs> My bad. Um, I'm a little low energy today, but that's fine. Um, I yeah. I, I I feel like I have a little bit you know of second wind here to to keep things going. It is a Monday. We'll make this a short podcast. We don't have that much yeah. to talk about today. So, I finished Ghost of Tsushima. Jeremy and I are going to record an episode that will be a spoiler cast where we're going to talk about the storyline. And Jeremy, I was thinking, because you you wanted me to lead that podcast, what I was going to do, or what I'm planning on doing is I'm going to just talk about all of the storyline synopses of Jin plus all side characters and then from there, we'll just like individually talk about each character. Perfect. That works for me. Yes. So just to sum up my thoughts about Ghost of Tsushima, that was well worth the wait since 2017. <laughs> yeah, it exceeded all my expectations. And for context, especially for new listeners of the podcast, uh, Jeremy and I just randomly came across the Ghost of Tsushima trailer during a 2017 con, and I want to say it was the the con that's in Germany, but I don't remember. I don't remember which one it is. But Sucker Punch basically dropped a teaser for Ghost of Tsushima. Both of us had no idea what it was because it was the first time they were announcing it. We were like, "What the fuck?" But this looks amazing. And then we, and then ever since we closely followed the production of that game, and then it finally came out last year. Now I'm done with it, and it was very well worth the wait. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk more about it after, but I may have shed some tears at the end. Who knows? So <laughs> more on that later. Full details when our spoiler cast comes out, so please look for that yes, when it happens. Exactly. And Jeremy, I'm playing Persona 5 Strikers as well, which I talked about in the previous podcast. And yeah, so you know how I told you that Persona 5 Strikers takes place during summer vacation? Like they're all home mm-hmm. from college and they're all on vacation. Mm-hmm. So this is a whole road trip. This is a whole road trip through Japan. Wow, that's cool. And the game is taking you to all the different major cities. And I I explained the concept of the jail, which is basically like the dungeon level of each game or, or uh, the dungeon level of each chapter. And mm-hmm. I've, I'm currently on the third one. So the first one is in Tokyo. The second one is in, oh God, I already, Sendai. The second one's in Sendai. Ooh. Yeah. And it takes place during the Tanabata Festival too. Ooh, yeah, this is very a, cool. So making wishes on trees. This is a whole fleshed out summer vacation. And wow. then the third city, the third jail now is in Hokkaido. It's in Sapporo. 
Ooh. So I'm very much enjoying the vibe, the theme of this game. I like how it centers around vacation and how your whole team is together. And not only are you just like getting people's desires back, but you're also just traveling around the city. And then therefore you get to see new locations and just the depictions of it through Persona. Man, I really need to play this game. I, it sounds like something I could like. I would really enjoy. Oh, you! This is this is ve- <laughs> this is very much set in Japan, and I think you would have a good time playing it. Oh, that's awesome! Yes, I'm so excited. I know. I need to play the first game. I need to play Persona Five first. Yes, I would. I would actually argue you could play. You could start off with Persona Four. I think Persona Four is a. Because the thing is, you want to start off with Persona 3 and 4, because after, because if you go straight to Persona 5, you might not want to go back to Persona 4. It, ah. Yeah, just because, just because it's a 10 year difference between those two games. Okay, maybe I'll just play 4 then 5, or what if I just play 5 and not play 4? That or works do you recommend too. Playing four, 4 is my favorite, but, but in terms of what I think you would enjoy... Persona 5 takes place in Tokyo. So that might so that might be more suited for your interest. I think I'm going to do 5. Yeah, for sure. Um yeah, I mean 4 does sound fun, but I I don't know. I feel like I think 4 you're is right. in the countryside. Oh, I, uh, I I like the countryside, but I think I I'll like 5 more. For sure. Yeah. I I agree. I need to get it. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, I I'm excited though. Yes, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a good sure time. To... Man, yeah. I I just once I finish um, Yakuza Dead Souls, I'm gonna need something else to play. Yeah, this would this <laughs> like, would be a good one. I will tell. I will warn you. Persona Five is a ninety hour commitment at least. That's fine. I mean, so are the Yakuza games, it's right? True. It's very true. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, even Breath of the Wild is, like, what, 90 to 100 hour commitment, depending on what you do and how much of it you do. That is very true. But you'll be playing that when, uh, you know, you got free time. Yeah, when I have free time. Uh, That'll be the next game. Nice. Yup. A little bit. And then, um. Oh, go for it. Oh, no, go ahead, please. Oh, just a little bit more into Persona 5 and the storyline. Um, so... For anyone who's playing it, there's three new characters introduced to this game. You have an AI named Sophie or Sophia. You have a detective named Zenkichi. And you have an AI developer. Her name is Ichinose. And for anyone who's ever played Persona f- before, one of these people is the bad guy. <laughs> so it's Ooh. so it's like you're introduced to all of like kind of like these characters these main characters and at least one of them is betraying you so now that the now that the field has been set i mean in my head i'm like all right which one of you people is the bad one (laughs) (laughs) which one of you is the real villain of this game which one is gonna betray me now i'm i'm only on the third chapter and i think so i i want to I haven't looked it up, but I feel like this game is going to have a, at least six chapters. The reason for that is because each chapter of the game 
you are trying you you meet a random person and you're trying to change their heart and you're take your heart take their heart you're trying to change their desire so that they do good but everyone on your team it's like as if each side character who's on your team relates to one of the storylines so mm. for example the first storyline that i played one of the characters related to the pop star and then the second chapter, the second jail, one of the characters related to the author. So, and now that I'm in the Sapporo jail, a different character is relating to the mayor. So it, it's like the so it's like if you just count how many people are in your party, aside from you, the protagonist, there's gonna be at least six chapters in this game. I see. Yes. And each jail takes about four to six hours to finish, just depending on how fast you are. So it's not that long of a game. The first chapter, I think, is the longest because it's setting everything up. The second chapter, when you get the groove, is shorter. When you start realizing the pattern, I think this game is pretty easy to digest. It's one of those. Okay. Yeah. So that So... There's a few things about the battle system that I'm getting used to, but I'm understanding it a lot more. Like, I'm getting my Persona Fusions in. I'm able to kind of understand the battle arena and kind of like the battlefield. And, you know, I'm having a good plan. Uh, so here are just my simple pieces of, pieces of advice for anyone who's playing Persona 5 Strikers and just what's working out for me. And then, Jeremy, you might not understand what this is, but if, if you okay. are playing the game, then you would understand. Um, so my first piece of advice is if you're feeling overwhelmed at the start or in the middle of the battle, you can hold R1 to pause the time and then just determine what the villain's weakness is and which persona you should use, which persona you should have equipped. And I, like I, like I said last week, I was button mashing like throughout the first chapter because I was like, what the hell's going on? I don't know what I'm doing. Now that mm -hmm. I have a grasp of everything, what I do to slow down time is I hold R1 just so that I could figure out which persona is going to be relevant to this game, but also just see, all right, if I'm standing here, then the range of magic attack is going to go in this direction. Where should I be standing? Where are the special, where are the special attacks in the battlefield, just that type of thing. So even though this game is really fast paced, R one will help you out immensely. And then, for anyone who just knows Persona Five, renewing SP is a pain in the ass because there's not that many SP items to help out your mana power and your magic power. Mm -hmm. So exploiting the whole system with the in and out checkpoints from last week, which is you don't waste a day when you go in and out of the checkpoint. You can just keep going in and out and restoring your energy. Don't waste your SP items until the final boss. And if you're low on SP, just go to a checkpoint and save and then just leave the jail and come back. There's just there's really no reason for you to use any SP unless you're 
unless you're in the final part where you're go- you're about to send a calling card and you're in that area where it takes much longer to find the save. Just it's the same exact thing as previous Persona games. And then my last piece of advice is for the bond skill map. There's one skill that I think is the most useful, at least by chapter three, um, which is the Oracle recovery. And what Oracle recovery does is your HP and SP heals after every single battle. And Futaba just heals your energy each time. So those are just my three tips Mm. for anyone who's playing the game. And there's probably going to be more as I continue playing. Ideally, I would like to finish. Um, I would like to finish episode five before I get really bogged down with not episode five, but chapter five by the time I get bogged down with work. But we'll see what happens. Um, oh, and then one last thing, Jeremy, is that the the jail is kind of like based off of the chapter villains like personification of like who they are so what's cool about the Sapporo jail is that it's based off of the Sapporo ice festival oh so in japan it's the summer and your characters are just having a good time on this road trip it's super hot but when you go into the jail it's ice and the castle is made out of ice and all a lot of the structures are made out of ice too so i like that and also I dream one day to go to the Sapporo Ice Festival. So that's why I'm really feeling this chapter. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say for now about Persona 5 Strikers. And the, awesome. the last thing I want to talk about is Animal Crossing. So the last week of March, Animal Crossing released a special DLC that you can only get through Amiibo at Target. And oh my god! I, oh god! Yeah, I want to talk about this too. Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! So <laughs> go, please continue. Yes. Yeah, so there's a special DLC that came out at the last week of March, and they're Sanrio characters, and they're special Sanrio characters. Then you just have to go to Target, get the cards, and no, no, it's limited edition. So. In my head, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. If I ever encounter it in Target, like, I would probably get it because some of these villagers are cute and it seems fine. But I wasn't like, I'm going to go to Target and get it immediately. Well, Jeremy, sure. doesn't even matter because I think it's sold out in like five minutes of it existing in yeah. Target. Like, I never even had a chance to get these cards. I don't even know how many stores had these cards but it's completely sold out and now these oh my god and now all of these cards are being duplicated on etsy and for of course for a more expensive price and i'm just like holy shit i mean i thought it was cute too but god damn (laughs) if etsy is selling me these cards now for like 30 dollars yep now, that being said, I was able to score myself a Sanrio character, Jeremy, because my coworker got these cards. Nice. And I found out, and we're, I was like, holy shit, can I borrow the Etoile card? And my friend was like, oh my god, 
I'll meet you halfway. So I met her. I I, I haven't seen this coworker since the pandemic. So <laughs> the first time I'm meeting her in life in a year and a half is us meeting halfway so she can give me her goddamn amiibo card for a twal the sheep. Wow. And that being said, Jeremy, I now have a twal the sheep in my in my village. Nice. Yes, and for anyone who doesn't know the Sanrio character related to a twal, it's uh the twin stars. So I wanted the I kind of wanted the bunny for um because Kuropi is one of my favorite Sanrio characters, but mm-hmm. I already have a bunny, so I just didn't you know want to do dupl- I I I don't know if I mentioned this, but I don't duplicate animals on my island. Mm-hmm. So I got the Good. sheep. Uh, the sheep's pretty adorable. I bought all of her furniture, which by the way, Jeremy, if you want any of her furniture, I could <laughs> send it to you. <laughs> um. But yeah, Jeremy, amiibo cards. Yeah. Yeah. That- um, it's you know these cards. It's like what five ninety nine, and yeah, um, it's really they cheap. didn't set a limit. Yeah, they they didn't set a limit apparently, and they just got sold out. They didn't in five set a minutes. limit. I mean, I'm looking at the comment section, all the reviews. By the way, on on Target, it's two stars out of five. (laughs) Five thousand people have reviewed this, and most of them are like, "It's sold out everywhere." I'm like, "Okay." God. People complaining that they didn't set a limit. Um, you would think that Target would have more because it's like what? It's just plastic, but apparently not. Yeah, um, I have no I mean, idea how many they even released out into the universe. I don't know either, but it I think they're going to need to make more. Yeah, they obviously I have no see idea. the demand, but the supply was just so little. And it's so cheap too. $6 for all 6 cards because in Japan you have to get it, 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 ah, you have to get every single one like individually. So it's a dollar each. But in the U.S., we're spoiled. We get all of them in really? one pack. Really? It's $1 nice. each yeah. in Japan? Well, so what's nice about that, though, is if you do $1 each, then, for example, in my case, I don't want all the Sanrio characters, so I could just buy one of them. Right, right. It's true, but, you know, having the convenience of having everything in one place is also nice, too. Mm-hmm. You could sell one, or, you know, if you ever wanted to have that character in the future, you could always just save it. Yes, um, but yeah, the, the cards, it's ridiculous. I was also looking at Etsy people selling them. I, I am not trying to get these characters like crazy. I'm definitely like on the waiting side because my, my town is pretty good. I love all of my villagers right now. Um, and I don't want to, you know, shift anything just yet, but it, it would be nice to have. And I also want to get one for a friend because she's super into Animal Crossing and she's like, I really want the Sanrio characters but i can't find the cards and i'm like okay if i can get a chance to ever find those for you i would totally snag one you know and 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 give it to her but yeah it's just it's ridiculous how much these are hard to come by honestly you should ask your co-workers if any of them have them if they're willing to let you borrow for a little bit just to do an amiibo that, swipe that's that's yeah. what i did i i gotta ask a lot of us at the office have kind of fallen off mm-hmm. the hype 
like died really fast in my office. Everyone was playing it for a good two or three months solid. And then after everyone made millions of bells, because we were all very supportive of each other, everybody just dropped off. And I, I feel kind of bad because, you know, the game is still good. It's gotten better, if anything. But, um, you know, people just, they want to play other things. And it makes sense. But Animal Crossing is going to be forever a persistent game. Good God. The Every crazy... version of... Oh. Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to say every version of Animal Crossing could go on forever, theoretically. The crazy thing about Animal Crossing with me is I swear to God, every month I find out a new friend has it. Nice. It's just never ending. All all of a sudden, a new friend tells me, I'm playing Animal Crossing. And I'm like, holy shit, what do you need? (laughs) I'm here to help. How much? Can I give you some money to start? Yes. (gasps) Okay. And then one more Animal Crossing comment. Mm-hmm. For the first time in my entire life, I had expensive turnip prices at my store. I thought you, I thought, didn't you have them before? Like last year when we were playing? Did I have it before like... last year? Well, it never happened again. You see, it's been so long. It's already been a year oh. since Animal Crossing came out. I see. That's how long it's been, apparently. Dang. No worries. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long... I remember going to your island once or twice, and you posted on the Discord. Maybe? Okay, so maybe that was one time. All right. Okay. Okay, the second time that I've ever had really good prices (laughs) just happened last week. And Jeremy... Congrats. This is the moment that I've been waiting for my entire life, making 5 million bells off just purely off of tips. Let's go. This is, Let's go. This is what Animal Crossing is all about, people. It's about getting high turnip prices at your Nook store, having people come over and having everyone tip you and you make your money that way. I like I was amazed because I think the first time I did it, it was definitely kind of more new to me and then I was just like, yeah, just do whatever. But then I now that a system's in place for Nook and turnips and the stock market it's etiquette that you tip people and so everyone just tipped me and i wasn't even expecting that much tips but yeah it was amazing jeremy that's all i have to say it was amazing that's awesome um how much were they sold for and how did you 569 um, bells holy shit this is the oh th- this God. will never happen again in my life jeremy never again yeah you that's peak like stock market yeah, and now peak, you can retire this is peak stock market this is as good as it gets for me how did you um announce that you had those prices did you use a website or was it all internal within people in your company or what did you do it was a mixture of i'm part of the animal crossing server on discord plus coworkers, plus friends plus i posted it in any other discord that i'm a part of plus, oh nice i don't even know what but yeah i'm 500 no not 500 5 million bells purely off of tips let's go good shit yeah. good stuff alisa i know this is as good as it gets exactly this is the peak of my animal crossing play <laughs> so it will never get better. Yeah, the the highest I had was like 400 something last year. And I was like, I quit after this. I, I literally like just stopped playing the stock market because, you know, I had enough money. Yeah. Still kind of do. But like, I just, I don't play it enough to warrant having to get more money. Um, because once you pay off all your loans, all you spend your money on is like, you know, 
random shit. I, I'm just a hoarder now. Hey. All I do is just spend money on clothing nothing and I'm like, okay, that. I'm done. <laughs> nothing wrong with hoarding. No, absolutely nothing wrong with that. No, no. The Animal Crossing is all about how much cool shit you have. Yes. And how you organize it. Like, that's the basis of the game along with, you know, social interactions with your villagers, obviously. Exactly. But having money equals having more cool shit. And, you know... I, I think I have enough cool shit where I'm like, all right, I don't have to modify my town for a good while. Like, I've thought about modifying where my house is and just moving stuff around, but I, I kind of get lazy. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you 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 play the stock market, you win a lot, you're like, I can retire now. And now you can just play the game and do whatever the hell you want and not have all that extra stress and worry about using the stock market. Yep, I agree. It's great. I think once I'm done reconstructing and remodeling my island i think that's it for the year not going to do any more re like major remodeling but it'll be a good time yeah yeah i i had a goal where i was like okay uh next january this is like in march of last year i was like next january i'm gonna make my whole my island extremely different i'm gonna nice. change things up and then january rolled around and i was like you know what i actually kind of like it i know <laughs> I actually really liked my layout that I had that I've had for pretty much eight months. It was it mm -hmm. was it was a very it took a while for me to get there and I really liked it. The only reason I'm changing it up is because I I want to split up my island a little bit so that it's kind of more themed ish. And then also I'm making a random shape on my map. So like as in if you look at the map topography, then you can see a specific shape. I see. Yeah. That's cool. So that's what I'm working towards. Nice. Yes. And that is all that I'm playing right now, Jeremy. Awesome. What are you up to? Um, my end is kind of the same. Nothing has really changed. Yeah. So um, I've been playing Fall Guys a little bit more because this season um, of Fall Guys has more um, vaporwave stuff. Um, so for those that don't know, vaporwave is like this aesthetic where it's all like neon pink and purple and it has um like you know like that outrun sunset going down and it reminds me a lot of city pop which is a genre of japanese music that i've grown very fond of I in the past city couple pop. of years nice okay so you you kind of understand why i would want to get all these like vaporwave-esque items from from fall kind guys of a because... 1980s aesthetic too exactly yes exactly and so i was like you know what this is up my alley this is just my style so yes i've been playing a lot to grind because every season they have um items you can get by just leveling up your character um and you level up your character by um completing you know games um, and winning crowns and the more crowns you win the more um the more you progress in the seasons uh i forget what it's called but it's like a, a, a tree or like an item chain or something you get items from from doing stuff in the season and leveling up your character um they updated the game recently to allow squad play so you can have a team of four people and once you win all the games as a squad Everybody in the squad gets a crown and you all win together. Oh, that's and nice. that is the most ideal way for, in my opinion, to play because at its core, Fall Guys is a battle royale. Like, even though it has all this, like, cute um, obstacle course aesthetic to it, like, uh, think like Ninja Warrior meets Wipeout meets MXC slash Takeshi's Castle. Yes. It's, it's all that fun stuff, but at the same time, you still have to eliminate people. You can get eliminated. There's no, um, you know, there's no guns. There's no, like, extreme violence. You might call, like, hitting people or falling 
um <laughs> fall guys right um <laughs> falling like violent okay. but um it's very kid friendly you know indicated by the colors it's definitely uh rated e for everyone game but there still is that competitive aspect to it there's still that edge and um you know adding squads to it just furthers the fact that it's more of a battle royale if anything so it's a lot of fun because like a lot of people will dress up in the same costumes and you know the, they're one team and you know I, I got my squad we're one team and uh today actually just today i won two crowns back to back with these awesome randos um it was my buddy and two other people that we didn't know and we uh we won a couple of games of fall guys and squads and i was pretty happy about that like back to back at that two peat oh, <laughs> you know that two peat double though. ring champion yeah so it was it was legit and um that i've been playing a lot of that just to get all the items in in the season um some dead by daylight here and there to be honest like real talk i've been kind of feeling fatigued from playing dead by daylight i there's definitely um some game fatigue because uh it was like i started playing it in september 2019 and i played it almost every single day um from september 2019 until I'd say like October or November of last year. And, you know, the burnout is real. You got, I got to say, like, I've never played a game as consistently as I did Dead by Daylight. Like, I, it was the first time that I spent money on, like, cosmetics in the game, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I typically don't do that kind of thing because, I don't know, to me, like, I need to justify that purchase by spending more time in the game. But with Dead by Daylight, I was like, okay, I play this game literally every day. So a, if I bought something, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, so that's what I did. You know, I justified the purchases by saying I play this every day and, and I did. Um, but, you know, it, I kind of just fell off and I think that's okay. It's okay to have burnout. It's okay to feel fatigued. But, um, you know, got to take a rest. And um, tomorrow is going to be a new update for Dead by Daylight where they rework a lot of the survivor perks, the killer abilities, base abilities uh killer perks as well so that's going to be interesting because it's a lot of things people have been complaining about um for example freddy krueger has um like like he's really fast as a killer and yeah. they're reducing his speed so that's that's kind of cool his base speed which is just his, him walking um is what i mean um so that that's changing um and uh, looking forward to those i'm going to be playing maybe i'll stream it tomorrow i'm not sure but looking forward to um the 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 small update and and dead by daylight and um the final thing that i've been playing is yakuza dead souls i'm still playing as uh majima and oh my god this game is really not canon um i uh, bet I, like, there's a part where this is so ridiculous <laughs> it, this is this is a sub story so it's not a spoiler um but there's a part where Majima is holed up in Kumurocho Hills with Daigo and a bunch of other Yakuza guys and some civilians because they got trapped there uh, from the zombie apocalypse. So like, there's a zombie horde outside, right? But the building's closed off and sealed, but there's still some zombies lurking inside. And um, it's up to Majima and Daigo to find them. So Majima's like, all right, um, we need, we're going to need to find a couple because... Usually in horror movies, you know, the horny couple are the ones that get killed first and they're going to be the bait. And Daigo's like, all right, how about you go ask those couples over there? So as Majima, you have to ask all these couples and all of them say no. And you're like, <laughs> damn it, where am I going to find a girl? And then it cuts to Majima staring at Daigo and he's like, hey, Daigo, uh, you, you kind of look kind of pretty if you were like wore a dress and had some makeup on because he's got like long hair. And Daigo's like, what? Excuse me? <laughs> he's like, 
why would you say that? And then cut to the next scene where Daigo is all dressed up in like women's clothing and he's got makeup on. <laughs> and Wajima's like, ooh, he's like, I'm boss, you look really nice. And, and then Daigo's all embarrassed. He's like, uh, wh- wh- why would you say that? Stop saying such flattering things about me. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, like, Daigo's all like flattered and he's all embarrassed. And Wajima's all like, come on, it's okay. And so. He's like, you got to hold my hand. And then they hold hands and then a zombie appears and you kill it. And he's like, okay, we got to do other stuff too. And so they're walking and then he's like, oh, pretend you're scared or something. And then you're like, and another zombie comes out and then um, you're like, okay, we got to find the last one. So you go down to the bottom floor of uh, Komorocho Hills and Daigo's standing there. Majima's in front of him. He's like, I don't see the zombie anywhere. Maybe he's invisible. He's like, and uh, Majima's like, all right, we got to. We got to lure him out somehow. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) literally, these are the subtitles. I did not write this, but Majima's like, you got to give me. Some subtitles are greatest subtitles ever in the history of video games in the Yakuza franchise. So this was like an entirely different translation team. Um, Someone argued that this was a little bit worse, but like for this sub story, like I thought it was hilarious. (laughs) Some of the, uh, some of the slang is British. I don't know why, but um. (laughs) Like, like earlier in the game, I think Majima says, like, let's get knackered or something. And I was like, what does that even what the mean? Hell? Like, let's get messed up or something. Like, it's British slang for, like, let's let's drink a lot or let's get fucked up, I think. Um, but it's definitely British slang. So, cut to, um, like, back in Komrocho Hills. Um, <laughs> Majima turns to Daigo and he's like, well, there's only one way. He's like, you got to give me some sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Daigo's like, oh my god, like, like, like a kiss. He's like, I don't feel comfortable doing that. And then he's like, oh, This is so bad. And then, <laughs> literally, Majima's like, How about a bl-? and it cuts off when it just says BL and it, it, it cuts off. And then the zombie appears. And Daigo's like, Oh, thank god. <laughs> he was definitely gonna say blowjob. And I was like, Oh my god, Majima, like, bro. And then you kill the zombie, and then Daigo's all embarrassed. He's like, oh, I can't believe you made me do this. And <laughs> I was like, this is this is really not canon. <laughs> Majima's like hitting on Daigo the whole time. Hey. And I'm just like, dude. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I mean, it's for the fans, right? The fans wanted this. Like, the, the developers are like, you know what? This isn't canon. We're going to do whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have like this promiscuous scene with Majima and Daigo. And people are going to like it. Uh, like, I, oh my god. <laughs> I was genuinely like, what the hell is this? Like, <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. And at the same time, I just kept saying out loud, like, there's, there, I'm so glad this isn't canon. Like, there's no way this is canon. Like, Daigo would never act like this. <laughs> it's for the kids. It's for the kids. Oh, absolutely. This M, this M-rated game, for the kids. It's for the like, kids. They understand the plight. The oh, they know about the Tojo clan. The kids love the Tojo clan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh that was the highlight of the last time i played the game so i'm still playing as majima um and um you know going through the the campaign more um basically what's happening is more zombie attacks trying to figure out how the zombies came here um how they they came alive um how yuji goda is alive because he died in the second game and so you're like okay how is he alive and then majima's like maybe he's a zombie it's like what but he doesn't look like one so trying to figure out what's happening there and yeah. um the the florist came back because the last game he was in was 2 right remind me who the Wasn't florist it? is again 
the guy that has all the monitors and he runs oh, um it is two yeah and he comes back in this one which takes place between four and five and they're like oh what's up dude and he's like hey what's up i'm like okay cool <laughs> we're doing this so the florist uh, is back. the guy who's wearing kind of like the robe yeah okay. yeah it, exactly it's kiwami for sure it, or it's in the right. kiwami games it was like yeah kiwami one and then two and then he disappeared yeah i think we never see him that. ever again yeah because uh you help someone important to him yes um yeah so he he came back and i was like what the heck so definitely not canon because he came back <laughs> <laughs> um but it was fun seeing him i was like yo they got him back let's go hey uh anything's yeah. possible in dead souls Listen, people come back to life. Yes. People come back. Not even to life. They just come back. And that's awesome. Exactly. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And um, I'll have another update next week. Oh, and actually, no. Next time uh, the podcast happens, you won't you won't be here, Lisa. But hopefully you'll you'll listen to oh, yeah. what I have to say. I'll for sure listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's all I'm playing so far. Very nice. have that much news today i we only have one piece of news actually okay so jeremy yes mlb the show 2021 it's a baseball game yep um this past week they announced that the game on launch is going to be available on xbox's game pass now from a first glance you might just be thinking, okay, sure. Like, so what? This, you know, it's available on Game Pass on launch. Like, I don't see what the problem is. Okay. I found this out. MLB The Show is developed by San Diego Studio. And they're a first-party dev for Sony. Wow. Yes, exactly. So, what this means is that Xbox Game Pass is going to release this game essentially for free, just the price of your monthly or yearly membership for Xbox Game Pass. But the game is not going to come out on PlayStation Plus or anything like that on PlayStation. It's going to be the regular game, and you have to purchase it. Wow. So. (laughs) Interesting. Yes, it's very interesting. What happened is that the brand itself, the brand of Major League Baseball, decided that they wanted the game to come out on Xbox Game Pass for launch, for marketing. But okay, at the end of the day, even if the pub or not publisher, but the you know the brand like wants you to do something ultimately you have like ultimately the developer has to you know eventually agree to it so basically playstation agreed to releasing their own game on their competitor xbox's streaming pass for free and on their own platform playstation is charging for it I'm guessing it's like sixty bucks on PlayStation. Probably sixty or seventy, depend. I don't. Jeez. I don't know how much prices are anymore. Talk about competition. That's insane. Yeah. So, 
I don't know if Major League Baseball, weird to say, I don't know if Major League Baseball strong-handed Sony, I don't know what's going on with that, but I do think it's weird that they're not even releasing it on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, it seems kind of messed up. Yeah, it, it, it's it's weird. In fact, I would I would I would say I don't know what's happening, but this is a pretty concerning, problematic thing for Sony. <laughs> yeah, their own like their own developer. Yeah, <laughs> like not doing what basically Xbox is doing. I, I guess you know my thought process is I'm thinking that like. Sony's still riding on a high horse and they're like, you know what? People will still buy it anyways. And I think that might be true. People might still buy it. I know. I hate it. (laughs) Exactly what's going to happen. But yeah, I hope that they do badly on PlayStation because PlayStation needs to learn their own lesson. Yeah, I I feel like PlayStation is they they still think that they're number one. I mean... I haven't been looking at the sales for Xbox Series X versus PlayStation. I think I talked about this in the last podcast. I don't know which one's like selling more, which one's doing better well, than the other. And my in my mind, they're just doing the same. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, we don't we, we won't really know this current gen until the end of the year how things are going. They want PlayStation One Gen Four though, so they're still riding high and they're acting pretty arrogant about it. But yeah, they're releasing a free game on their own competitor and expecting people to pay on their own platform it's pretty ridiculous yeah that's insane honestly it's really shady sony what the fuck (laughs) yeah calm down sony the hell (laughs) so we'll see where this goes yeah i'm i'm interested to see what happens next yeah and that is all for news today Yeah, so we're going to move into questions now. Um, So we have one here from Dave97, also known as Chariot Goblin. He submitted a question through our contact form on our website. So thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. uh, Slash Chariot. Yeah, thank you for doing that because um, I I feel like we get most of our questions via comments on our podcast via like YouTube or or wherever, what have you, um, uh, or Discord. But it's nice and refreshing to see a comment come through that's not spam. <laughs> yes, exactly. So uh, the comment says, Hey, Jeremy and Elisa, since you last heard from me, I was working through Yakuza 0 side modes. I am now a Yakuza 0 real estate and cabaret king. Yes. I'm taking a break from Yakuza and decided to buy Persona 5 Strikers since it was on sale for $40. It feels so great to be back in the world of P5 even, even if I spent close to 150 hours in P5 Royal last year. Just completed the first dungeon slash character arc and I'm ready to spend more time with these characters, even if the combat is too chaotic at times. Thanks and keep up the great work. P.S. The last podcast episode made me hungry for beef and broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I'm glad uh, that you're updating us on on your Yakuza life. Uh, it's always good to take a break. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, you know, you get fatigue. You get burnout from from video games, especially if you play the same game for like 150 hours plus. Exactly. And um, when you come back after that, it'll be all it'll be refreshing to to play the game again. And um, thank you for um, letting us know that we're doing a good job. It's it's always good to hear positive feedback from our community. Yes. And hopefully, this podcast is useful for some 
tips to play Persona 5 Strikers so it's not as chaotic. Right. And uh, let us know if you got that broccoli and beef. Did you Did you get it? <laughs> <laughs> because that sounds really good right now, too. Gotta be honest. One thing I want to comment is that the price dropped for Persona 5 Strikers, I think, three weeks after I bought it. And I was just like, of course it did. But <laughs> I would be I'd be kind of mad. Like, yeah. Real talk. I'd be. <laughs> it is what it is. But God, can't believe this. Right. It's OK, though. Yeah. I feel like it's worth the price that I paid for. Yeah. I mean, how much was it, it was like 60 when you it was bought 60 it or when I bought it? But I'm I very probably, much enjoying yeah. the game, and this game is definitely going to take at least 50 hours to beat. Yeah, you'll you'll get your money's exactly. worth, for sure. Um, maybe more if you do other stuff, right? Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Um, we have another question from Dave97 on our Discord, and... Uh, he asks, this isn't really a gaming question, but it can involve gaming. How do you deal with nights when you just can't sleep for whatever reason? I know of people who use gaming to cure their insomnia or occasional sleeplessness. Hmm. That's a good one. When... What about you, Elisa? What... Sometimes I have... Do you ever have those um, times when you can't sleep because you have a leg cramp like a Charlie horse? Oh my god, those are those are literally my nightmare. Like not even dreaming about it, just actually happening. It happens like all the time. I, I will me. wake up. Oh, so oh no, I'm so sorry. I've been able to combat it. What I do if I so the two I'm gonna answer this in two ways. If I wake up with a cramp, what I do is I stand up, I drink two cups of water, and then I stretch. Cause if you're cramping most of the time it's because you're dehydrated. So fun yeah. so just drop in some bio for anyone who's ever had a Charlie horse. Drink water and stretch, and then you should be fine going back to sleep. Real talk. Yep. That's dope. Yep. In terms of ins in terms of insomnia. So if I'm trying to fall asleep, I'll actually watch a TV show or I'll watch a movie. Because it's much more passive. If I have insomnia and I'm playing a game because I'm more engaged in it, I'm more likely to stay up. But at some point, it'll trigger for me when I'm watching a TV show or a movie that it, mm -hmm. it I'll get tired a lot faster. So I prefer that medium when I can't sleep versus playing video games. Yeah. No, that makes sense because it's just constant noise, you know, because like with video games, you have to be aware of things and you have to, you know, obviously use your controller or use your keyboard and mouse. Exactly. Um, with TV, you just sit there and yes. you just take in the information. Yep. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, for me personally, I there are when, I'm, when there's nights I can't sleep, I just lay there and I just hope that the Sandman will take me away. Hey, I've done that before. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, sometimes I mean, you're just yeah. in your feelings and your thoughts while you're while uh, you're in. Oh my god! Like, I feel like that that started happening more to me last year, with when the pandemic hit because I was just you know cooped up inside and anxiety really hit. Yeah, and you know shit got real. It it, it and shit really lie. does get real. Yeah, and, and not gonna lie, I've been like experimenting with like 
other like stuff like melatonin. I have like these sleeping pills I got from Walgreens, but I try not to take them because they make me feel really groggy when I wake mm. up. Like it puts me out fast, but I don't like that feeling. I, no, I feel it. And it, uh, I, I've been experimenting, experimenting with um, THC and CBD. Yeah. Um, I obviously these are things that I. I, I can do because the the state that I'm in allows them. They're legal where I where I am. But, uh, you know, if you're listening and you live abroad or if you live in a state that doesn't allow that, then, you know, it's going to be harder to come by and um, it's not really recommended. Yeah. It is a very natural way for me to sleep because of just how I feel. Of course, melatonin is more natural because it's a chemical that your body produces. But, um, you know, THC and CBD are, are chemicals from the earth. So they're a little bit more you know, um, refined, although they are processed by humans, they are also, um, a little bit more natural, I'd say, yeah. than stuff like over the counter, um, sleeping pills that you'd get from like Walgreens or Target. Uh, but I've been ex- experimenting, ah, experimenting with those and, um, it's been working out. I usually take them on specific days, days that I know that I'm not going to be able to sleep well. So, it makes sense. um, I usually like Sunday nights are when I, um, when I take like a, a capsule of like CBD or, or THC and then I'm like, all right, I'm going to be out for the rest of the night. But every other day I try to do melatonin. Um, interestingly, I actually accidentally took too much melatonin the other day. It's not going to hurt you in any way, but it did make me feel really drowsy the entire day. And so my whole Sunday was kind of shot because I was just so tired and lazy. But I mean, I wasn't doing anything that weekend anyways, so... <laughs> It didn't matter, <laughs> but I just don't like the feeling of being sleepy in the daytime because I just, I want to feel productive and I want to do things, but sometimes you need a break and you need to relax and not think about work and not think about other things in life and just sit back, put on a TV show and, and just chill, you know? Exactly. Um, but yeah, th- that's, that's what I do, Dave. Hopefully, um, hopefully you can get some good sleep. If you have another way of uh, uh, falling asleep when you can't, let us know. I mean, some people do tea, some people some people do warm milk, some people, like, take a quick walk. There's a lot of different ways that people do things, but, um, yeah, these are the reasons that Elisa and I just stated. So let us know, Dave, if uh, there's another way that you find effective. Uh, lavender scent, essential oils or candles are really good ways to make someone sleepy. I I was given, like, this this eye mask from a friend um from japan and it you put it you wear it and it like it it gets warm over time like the eye mask smells like lavender so you smell Mm. lavender and then it it starts to get warm not to a point where it it like will burn you yeah but like to to a point that it's comfortable and i gotta say i've been trying to find those masks again because that shit that shit worked like i was so sleepy after i was like dude this is i'm done lavender works this is the perfect after shower thing you know yes some people like take shots of liquor or, or drink a beer before they sleep. Ugh. I don't I can't do that. That's too much. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, when oh man, like when if we were younger and in college, for sure, I'd be like, Yo, let's go hard, bro. Let's fucking take these shots and go to sleep. But not nah, not right that's, now. That's not me. Nah, I'm getting too old. I'm getting too old. <laughs> we're almost thirty, Elisa. Can you believe Stop. that? Stop. Nope. <laughs> My bad, my not bad. Not yet, not yet. <laughs> um, so we got a couple more questions here from our Discord server. Um, one from PJ Sucks. Um, if a game has 
save slots, how many slots will you use to save your game? Um, I'll sometimes use two slave slots for one pay- playthrough. Interesting. Let me start off by saying two save slots for one playthrough is not enough for me. That might as well just be <laughs> one save slot. I save my games at least five different times and five different slots throughout my playthrough. If the game, Real talk. if the game has save slot, because it, it, oh, if a game does auto save, I still manually save. Also, yes, yes, I, I am such a saving fiend. I don't, I don't take any risks. I don't know if I'm ever going to come back to a place. I don't know if this place can ever be visited ever again. So I'm just going to save and drop as much as I can. So on average, five. But there's definitely times, for example, Persona. I'm at least making 10 save slots for this. But there, but most right. of the time, it'll be five. Yeah. it For me, it also just depends on the game. Um... So, like, Elder Scrolls games, Bethesda games, open world games like that, where they offer, like, unlimited save slots, I will take advantage of those slave slots. Like, save slots. Like, trust me, I will I will, I will, will save as much as I can where I can because I, I just need to. Don't trust um, your... You never know when your power is going to go out. And yeah, exactly. You just never know. So, I became a stickler for having more save slots because in 2013... 13 2014 i played um tomb raider the remake the the crystal dynamics one um and uh i got to near the end game and it was a part where you have to like as laura you run and you have to jump to a helicopter so i jumped grabbed the helicopter and the game immediately crashed and it reverted my save file to like the beginning of the game and i was so pissed because i spent hours trying to get to that point um never know so never know yeah and i read online that that was a common glitch and they didn't have a fix for it and i was like oh shit and they're like yeah you should have had two save points but i didn't know like i i did not know and from then on i was like i'm saving every game with two or more save slots if i can exactly especially yakuza games i try to have at least two or three the most you can have is three unfortunately but that third one i reserve for the premium adventure slot because mm. your boy wants to get some shit in the future you know hey. so uh that's why i got the third slot but the second the first one is the auto save the second one is the manual save i always 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 manually save in a yakuza game because you never know like you just said elisa you never know when your power is gonna go you off. never know your power is so, gonna go out you never know if your auto save is gonna bork you just gotta save manually i don't trust that right? don't trust no one <laughs> don't trust pg and e if you live in the bay nope never <laughs> trust them um another good way another good game that allows that forces you to manually save is animal crossing because although there's auto save in this iteration of animal crossing uh new horizons you, I still have a good habit of saving and, and quitting the game because I'm just used to that when it comes to those games. Like in the GameCube version, you could not autosave and you'd get yelled at by Mr. Rossetti. I have never like had to force quit my game for whatever reason. So I've never seen Mr. Rossetti in New Horizons. So I don't even know if he exists. I heard that he doesn't because, um, you know, Nintendo thought it scared Jeremy. kids. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm just babbling at this point. <laughs> 
but uh you know manually save your games how about that and pj we we save a lot so th- i hope that answers your question yes but that's good on you for using two for one playthrough because it's you know it's just smart you gotta save your save your game you gotta back up your save files you gotta save more pj you gotta save more <laughs> do you do you guys back up your save files? Because I back mine up kind of regularly on an external hard drive because I'm really worried about my games not existing, yeah. like my save files not existing. Exactly. Oh, and then one one thing that I will never understand I, it the people who kind of just put their console on sleep and they're just like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to sleep. I'm about to fight this boss but i'm not gonna save i'm gonna put my console to sleep and fight in the morning oh my god what if your power went out at night <laughs> yeah yeah that's about like putting your console on sleep is fine if you're gonna eat or you know, yes or not be not be that far away but if you're gonna be away from your console for more than eight hours that's a huge risk you don't know what's gonna happen what if your console overheats or some yeah. random thing happens so yeah, like a power surge that fries the components of your c- console or something. Exactly. Moral of the story: or an earthquake. Save your game. Save your game. Yeah. Um. Well, real talk though, I I actually put my Switch to sleep when it's in dock mode because I could just press the home button on my Pro controller and wake up the Switch. But if the power went out, it's it'll run run on battery. So I'm yeah. actually not too worried about that. Yeah. And like like seriously though. Whenever I put my Switch to sleep, I actually make sure all my games are, qu- like, done. They're all quitted yeah. out. Because, I don't know, it's just a habit of mine. Just to, like, when I boot up my console, I want to be able to choose what I want to play next. And not have to worry about, oh, shit, I didn't save in this game. I have to get to that save point, you know? Makes complete um, sense to me. <laughs> I have never put my PS4 in sleep mode other than to, like, download a game or update a game Um in the past, like when I was living at my old place, because I had such shitty Wi-Fi, I would leave it on rest mode overnight without like running any games because I was just downloading updates or downloading, uh, you know, new software. That was the only reason why I left my PS4 to sleep, but never to like play Yakuza, not save, go to sleep, wake up and then play it again. Like I, I don't I never understood that logic, to be honest. So that's some risky business right there. Yeah, seriously, though, seriously. Uh, But yeah. Lessons learned, right? Lessons learned. The final question we have is from Hooded Dude. So thank you, Hooded Dude, for submitting this one. And thank you again, PJ, for your question. Um, so Hooded Dude asks, what's your gaming ritual? Like, for example, on Sundays, I really enjoy lying on the couch with a podcast on and play open world games or otherwise stuff I don't need to focus on the story. Wow. That's cool. Chill Sundays. I like it. I don't Alisa. have I don't have a specific day where I just dedicate to gaming. It just it just so ha- it just happens. If it if it happens it happens, but I don't in general on the weekdays my time is usually dedicated to side missions or level grinding in a game just kind of doing like for example in ghost of tsushima what i would be doing this time is just doing a bunch of the side missions or just invading mongol territory but i wouldn't be doing main story until the weekend Mm -hmm. unless unless for example i was really close to beating the game then i just knock it out like at midnight 
or so. But for the most part, on the weekdays, I don't do anything extremely strenuous with gaming. On the weekends is when I do more storyline and whatnot. And then I actually do that, I do that same thing too, where um, I listen to podcasts if I'm just level grinding, just because it passes time and I can listen to something while I'm just fighting some monsters. What I will say though is, in terms of ga- in terms of gaming ritual, when when I'm I don't know what it is, but when I'm really close to beating a game, and I and at that point it's just like playing it for four hours straight to finish, I like to order like Chinese food <laughs> for That's some awesome. for some reason. Like I'll order I'll order something where I can just like sit next to it and just continuously pick at it while i'm finishing up finishing up the game like for example so that's like your gamer food yeah for example ghost of tsushima i had honey walnut shrimp and i had fried rice mm. so that's that's basically kind of like the only ritual that i really have Oh, a perfect game, a perfect example. Like I would play Animal Crossing on the weekdays because that's so not strenuous in any way whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm I'm kind of the opposite. Where on weekdays I have so much energy from like work that I need to put it somewhere else. Yeah. So I tend to play like more competitive games, so like Dead by Daylight or Fall Guys. And then on the weekends, like I don't know, I I still kind of play those games, but I try to avoid them and i want to focus more on single player games i just feel like on the weekends i have a lot uh you know less things to worry about so i focus more attention and time on single player stuff albeit i do dedicate time every week to play um yakuza dead souls but i feel like in that case it's still a little bit more actiony so i can i can you know put my energy into that um and kind of de-stress once all that's gone and out um but on the weekends, yeah, I try to focus a little bit more on single player stuff where I don't play with other people. Or if I'm playing with someone, it's a game that we can just relax to and not really, you know, yell about later on or get angry about. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, hope that answers your question, Hooded Dude. Thanks again for the question. Yes. And um, that's it. Great. For anyone who has any other questions for the podcast, you can contact us at www.downtime.live and we have a contact sheet that you could fill out. You could also email us at contact what is it? Oh my god. Contact at downtime.live That yes. I was about to say contact at gmail.com <laughs> Don't do that. That's going to go yeah, somewhere and else. I was like, wait, <laughs> what am I talking about right now? So there, you, okay. so there you go. On our official website, as well as anywhere where we have the podcast in the description, there's links to Discord where you can join our official Discord and you can also ask us questions there. We also have Twitter. We are available on all major streaming platforms. So that's Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, any anywhere where they post podcasts, we are there. And we're also on Apple Podcasts. So if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please write us a review and we'll read it on the show. Ah. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. 
We also have a Twitter, Downtime Live is the name. At Downtime Live is our Twitter handle. And um, yeah, that's that's really it. So thank you guys for listening to podcast episode 161. See you guys next time. Peace.